Okay, Just Vibes FC, episode three. I'm Kamal. I'm Saif, what's going on? Nothing much, bro. What are you saying? Yeah, man, all good, all good. Uh, obviously, the result, the fixture, the game. Yeah. Not great, but um, yeah, let's talk about it, man. What's your initial thoughts? Well, firstly, let's let's give some context to, to our listeners today. Uh, firstly, actually, before we even start all that, uh, thanks everyone for the support so far. All the listens on on Spotify, on Anchor, yeah, on Apple. We're, we're both very appreciative of that. Uh, I think it's got off to a great start, and you know, let's let's continue that momentum. Obviously, we're going to continue putting out content, but in the meantime, if you like it, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Music, and we're also on Twitter at Just Vibes FC. So thank you very much for that. Uh, and the additional context I want to give on this episode, Saif, is we're actually having to re-record this, aren't we? We are, we are. Um, you messed up or? or this, uh, yeah, hey, messed up hey, on hey, hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking the blame here, Chief. Basically, what happened is the, the, the program that we normally use to, to record and host our podcast, Anchor, which is normally pretty good, for some reason, the audio in Cypher and I's recording wasn't in sync. So that meant, basically, it just sounded like I was interrupting him and he was interrupting us. So, and he was interrupting me. So not exactly the most uh, audially pleasing thing. So we thought, you know what? The fans deserve better, don't they, Cy? They do. That they do. And we've got to give it to them, ain't we? 100%. So we do it again. We go again. We, we go again. We So we, we move. We move. But I remember yesterday, Saif, and we obviously we recorded straight after straight after the game, didn't we? It was a, it was a fresh post-match mm. reaction. Yeah. And obviously it's a it's good hard. one too. It was a good one. Yeah. I mean, you were well angry. I <laughs> <laughs> wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> but I think at the time I said I had I had three words for you, Saif, didn't I? Mm. I Go thought on. those those three words were captivating enthralling and energetic those three words were words that i could absolutely not use to describe that game because it was just so boring wasn't it yeah it was it was terrible i mean for me i was looking for a reaction i felt i did feel like west brom i said to you before the game they're they're not going to be easy to break down but i did feel like it's the perfect game to get a reaction a game where it's going to be tough initially but perhaps i'll make some changes in the second half and and, and potentially winning two three nil. My actual prediction was one all. Yeah. I I, I was actually I was spot on with my prediction. Do you remember what my prediction was? Well, I'm guessing it was one nil, right? <laughs> it was one. It was one nil, but I specifically yeah. stated a Bruno penalty as well. You did, you did, yeah. So yeah, yeah credit, credit, I'm looking credit to Kumar. Well done. Do you, do you remember? I think it yeah. was the last World Cup or the last Euros where they had that octopus that used to guess the results. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the octopus now. Well, it's been one game, man. Let's see. Let's see if you can keep it up. It's been one no, game. hold on. I've got, I've got the result of the Chelsea game right as well. I said two 0 there. Okay, not bad. I'm, not bad. Bro, I can I can see myself. I can feel myself growing tentacles now. So I basically, I'm becoming that that octopus, you know. Okay, so what's the Arsenal score going to be against Leeds? I actually fancy Leeds, you know. I um, I don't know. Leeds have dropped off a bit, haven't they? Uh, they have. I, but think, I think this is a perfect game for them. Yeah, I don't think Arsenal are in particularly great form. So I'm gonna say. I actually think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be two all. Okay, I'm going for Leeds two one. Leeds two one. Okay, well, that feeling, that inkling, yeah, that feeling. I feel like they're going to do a number. Yeah, I feel like they're going to do a number on them. Um, they haven't. I don't think they've won in the last two games, have they, Leeds? So maybe so, no. three games now. Mm. And I feel like these sorts of games they'll they'll relish in. And yep. Arsenal will have the wing backs. Um, they'll play the defensive system, do what they need to do. But stylistically, I think it's going to be a game that's going to be back and forth. Yeah. Um, Leads with most of the possession. And I do anticipate them to get to get enough um, from that game. To get a result. You know, they may not win, they may get a draw. But if I were to pick a, um, a result, for me, it would be a Leeds 2-1. I just have that feeling. So yeah, fair enough. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting game. But in the meantime, let's go back to the United game. Obviously, that happened, that happened last night. It was a late one. So we obviously stayed up late doing the recording, which I think it made it even more upsetting because mm. I got off that recording thinking, oh, that was a good one. That was some good chat. And then I was tired, ready to go to bed, listen to the podcast, and I couldn't go to sleep because I was like, oh, my God, we're going to have to re-record. Yeah. I know, man. I was, I was gutted. But it's cool, man. We it do it happens. again. And... Exactly. It happens. But I think for me, I, was not even, I wasn't even surprised. You know, but I was disappointed at just how much of a, a toothless performance it was. It was dull. It was uninspiring. The, there was no reaction at the start of the game, even when we went in for half time. 
again, we came out of the blocks and there was no, there was no reaction there. The team... What was the game plan? I think that's, yeah, ex- that's the question. Here. What exactly. was the game plan? Uh, we're well, playing well, counter-attacking well, football against West Brom at home at Old Trafford. I mean, that's yeah. a disgrace. And that's one of the things we highlighted when we were talking about the game, even before we did the podcast recording. You know, my question was, why are we playing two CDMs to a team that were 18th in the table? What is yeah, the yeah. absolute need to show a team who are going to be in a relegation battle for the vast majority of the season? What was the need to show them that much respect? Yeah, I honestly thought that for, for about 80% of the game, we're going to be camped in their half. Uh, yeah. Just dominating possession. Hard to break down, but dominating possession, try and open some door in that defence. But we didn't. No. We didn't do that. West Brom were not sitting back. They were trying to hurt us. Um, they had a good a good amount of possession. I think towards the end, their possession was... Um, Excuse me. For 90 minutes, the possession was, um, I think it was about 30. 30 yeah, it was about 30, 40, wasn't it? Because I know we were, I think we were in the mid to high 60s. Yeah. And I don't think that's an accurate reflection of the game because I remember the, I was looking at the first half an hour um, of the first half and I remember thinking, West Brom are daring here. They're, they're brave. Yeah. They're, they're, they're keeping the ball well. They're being efficient with the ball. Um, they're trying to get um, a few things together. They're, they're making the right. Um, the right moves and, and I felt they could get that goal early yeah horrible horrible half um for us I think Billich would have been happy at half time and the question is what is Oli saying to the to the players at half time because there was no reaction again in the second half and we had to rely on a penalty again to score I'll be honest bro I can't celebrate that I it's it's hard it's not... isn't it because you, you you kind of go into two schools of thought at that point you are one yes it's, it's three enjoyable. points it's three points and we'll take three points but then at the same time like you say, it is really difficult to find any positivity in that result because ultimately we didn't play good football. We didn't test a team who we should have really taken the sword to. And ultimately we ended up winning because of luck. And it was luck because before we got that penalty, that challenge by Bruno on one of the West Brom players, in my opinion, that was a penalty. I'm, I'm quite shocked that, that VAR overruled it because I thought that it was, was a clear penalty. penalty. Yeah, that, that was a penalty for me as well. I mm-hmm. felt... I felt the penalty for the West Brom penalty claim was a penalty. Yeah. Our, our penalty wasn't a penalty for me. Yeah. And even that penalty that we got, there was a foul in the lead up of that game, of, of mm. that play, in deep in West Brom's half. Yeah. So again, that shouldn't have stood either. So there's, there's so many. I think the ref, I think the ref had a mare uh, in yeah. that game. I believe he's the same ref that uh, managed the, um, the Liverpool it, game versus it was, the, the Derby. Uh, well, I, th- I think it was the one who. Um, it was no. I think he was. Was he also the ref though? Who didn't? He was the VAR official who didn't give the challenge when um. You know when Maguire was absolutely cat, uh, like clattered by by Pickford and, and Michael Keane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he was, it was the same. same ref, yeah. It's the same ref. So yeah. you know, was was his mind on? Oh, I better give him this one. <laughs> well, if that's the case, mate, you, sh- you shouldn't be refereeing. No, if that's how exactly. you think. If that's how you make your decisions. You shouldn't be refereeing at the, at the highest level because these are fine margins, man. These. If West Brom won yesterday, there would have been four yeah. points off us. Yeah, four exactly. points off us, bro. That's mad. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just sad to see, mate. If I'm honest, I just feel like when are we gonna get that momentum? Because three points, I guess, gives us some momentum. But confidence-wise, but it's the be, way they'll be, they'll be the, thinking. It, Why aren't we scoring open play? Why can't we score an open play? Yeah. That I think, yeah, Van der Beek is the only player who scored an open play for us at Old Trafford this season. At what wow. four games? And yet he can't get into the team. Can't get into the team, mate. And That's... why? Uh, why couldn't you start today instead of matter? Exactly. Why? I mean, you were you were saying yesterday when we did the the initial recording of what is this matter obsession? And we spoke mm-hmm. about it in in episode one, I think, where you know I I was kind of of the of the school of thought. Well, you know what? He looked like he was on his way out, and credit to him for for bringing himself back into the team. I respect that, but I and it's more of an Ollie criticism because. You, you need to freshen up the team a bit sometimes. You can't find a system that you like, find a lineup that you like and stick with it. This isn't Football Manager, or at least that's how I've He stumbles across manager. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, stum- he stumbles across a formation. He sees, okay, cool, this is working. Fuck it, let me just stick with this um, uh, until until it goes well. He then gets a bad result and he makes major changes again and then he goes, he goes from there. It's been two years and we're still faffing around with what our best formation is, what a lineup is. Are we going to do a 4-2-3-1, a 4-3-3, a diamond? Yeah. What is it? Which one is it? I, I don't know. Um, well, the thing is, it's a, it's, a case is, it's a case as well, though, mate, of you have to approach every game differently. 
right? Why you do, are we but you have to have some identity. Yeah, yeah you look, have to have some identity you, of course for you do. 80% of the games in the, in the campaign. Yeah, of course, of course. And that comes across in the, the, the actual style of play on the pitch. But in terms of, I go back to the point of two CDMs, right? That is an mm. appropriate system to play against a PSG or a Man City or you yeah, know, those big games. It's, a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's completely yeah. appropriate to play in those games because yeah. those are bigger teams who probably do, who probably will attack more. So it's absolutely acceptable in that in that instance to to be willing to soak up the pressure and to hit him on the counter. But you're yeah. playing against a team who will probably play the same style of football, right? West Brom were, were quite compact throughout, and you can tell that they too were willing to to happy, happily soak up the pressure and hit us on the counter. They didn't get those chances, luckily. I think they hit the post with a... Yeah, they hit the bar, exactly. But the fact is, again, you can't approach this game the same way as you would the other game. And that's what it's quite funny because is that a reason why we, we seem to have an okay record against big clubs? But where we struggle are those smaller teams. And is it because, again, is it a lack of game management? Is it a lack of, of, uh, of, of ability to approach those games in a different way from, from Oli and the coaching setup? I, I think, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's exactly the problem. I think Oli can't adapt. He can't find a system, a game plan for each opponent. He, he can't, he's incapable of doing that in my eyes anyway. We've seen, yeah. It's been two years, mate. There is no excuse at this point. You need to have now a clear identity, clear way of playing, and um, okay, you adapt. You adapt in certain games. We have to have the same identity in at least eighty or ninety percent of the games in in the Premier League campaign. We're now sat ninth. Um, obviously, it's better than fourteenth. Yeah. <laughs> like yesterday. Yeah. But again, I saw someone saying today, if we win a game in hand with four points off Tottenham, you are top of the league. Four points off Tottenham. Okay, great. But we still have to close that gap. We still have to win our game in the hand. There's no guarantee we're going to win any of that. Mm. We need to go on a run. And I can't see us doing that. We have a tough run of games coming up. Uh, we've got Southampton next. And I believe it's West Ham after that. They're both, both their midfields are strong. And they're both going to squeeze every single ounce of juice, sweat out of our midfield, especially if Pogba plays. The form, that's, the, the form that Southampton are in, I really struggle to see us getting a result there. Really struggle. I think it'd be. I think it'd be a draw, or maybe a Southampton win. Yeah, I can't see us beating them. Uh, West Ham. I think they can do a number on us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. That's the that's the beauty of the Prem in a way. And that you, there's no, there's never an easy game. And we were saying yesterday those those next four Prem fixtures: Southampton, West Ham, City, Sheffield. I see us getting four points at best. From yeah. them, right? I see us getting a draw against West Ham. I don't see us beating City or Southampton, but I do see us beating Sheffield. That's, that's, the thing is, like you said, we have the we have the ability to beat City, but it's only one way. Yeah, soak up the pressure, hit him on the break, and we seem to be doing that against most of the opponents. That, that seems to be our, our major tool now in our toolbox. We've done it's it against West Brom. Pre- it's quite predictable. You know how mad now, that is? Yeah, against West Brom, our home at Old Trafford. That's that's disgraceful, mate. I can't. I have no worst describe what I was feeling when I saw it. I think I think it's fair to say now, and it has been the case for many years now since Fergie left, Old Trafford just isn't what it used to be. The teams used to come to Old Trafford with or without fans, you know, forget about the fact that there's no fans in the stadium at the moment. That's another thing. Keep making th- excuses. Exactly. Well and we seem to be the only man it seems to be the only club, the only manager who uses oh there's no fans, they'd get us in a goal. Yeah. No, that's a that's yeah. a I'm sorry that's a ridiculous excuse because these players are professional athletes and yes Fans do help. That home advantage does help, but it's also not acceptable to use that to justify that for poor performances. Poor performances are happening because we're lining up in in effective ways. The team sheet isn't efficient. The style of play isn't there. To say that oh, it's because we've not got the fans. Come off it. I can't. I can't get behind that. But you look at the coach itself, right? And you look. You see. A guy who was relevant about 10 years ago, who, who uh, was with Fergie, obviously. Feeling. Um, yeah. He was a flop manager. Done, done terribly at Hull. I don't know where else he went, but Oli decided to bring him back, which I thought was weird. Okay, yeah. cool. You're bringing back some identity, yeah, in the sense that, okay, cool. The United Way, the DNA, all that nonsense. Okay, cool. He has that. So he's brought back Feeling. He then decided to keep McKenna and Carrick. And what that is, that's it. That's mm. your coaching staff. Who is coaching these players? So Oli isn't the one coaching them. He's trying to he's trying to emulate what Fergie is, but doing a terrible job of that. When players come on, 
during games, whether it's a substitution or whatever, who's talking to the players? It's not Oli. It's um, it's really? feeling or it's, it's Harry feeling, or, or yeah. McKenna or yeah. McKenna. And these are the guys giving them instructions. And I look at them and I think, okay, two guys that are novices, they're new. Obviously, feeling um, McKenna and Carrick. And then you've yeah. got, um, I don't want to say washed out, so I don't like that term, but <laughs> a semi-retired assistant manager in Phelan who seems to be giving these guys instructions, which are clearly not working. Yeah. And again, I look, at, I look at these players and I just think, there's too many excuses for everything. When we played Spurs, that's when we stopped. After that game, we stopped playing the front three of Greenwood, um, Rashford and Marcia, right? Because no, Green, Greenwood Greenwood's and Rashford... Injured. Green Greenwood's ill at the moment, isn't he? He is, yeah. But even so, we're not playing that formation. And it doesn't look like Oli is sticking with that front three of Greenwood, yeah. Martial and Rashford. Because Greenwood and Rashford do not track back. No. They don't. And Spurs exploited that when they played against us. That's how they, that's how they attacked us. Now, I just look at this team and I think, why aren't they tracking back? Why aren't they being told? Where's the in-game management? Well, there's no, there's no tactical discipline. That's the problem. And we do have games where there is that, but it tends to exist in those really big games, right? Where it's, it is a case of it's usually 11 men behind the ball and then you try and hit them on the break. Uh, you know, we saw that against PSG. Those kind of big games is where that tactical discipline comes out. But, it's, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier. It doesn't matter how we perform in just those big games. It, those smaller games are the backbone of a title challenge, yeah, of, of how you actually win trophies. And we said it in the in the last couple of game, last couple of episodes as well, where that's the hallmark of a title winning squad when they can grind out results when they don't deserve it. And yes, yeah, some might say, well, wasn't that the West Brom game? Wasn't that yesterday where we managed to grind out with that result? And this. For me, no, it isn't because that was luck and that wasn't a case of, of grit and determination because I look mm-hmm. at that team, I look at how everyone performed and I think for me, there's only two players who I can say did okay. One is De Gea because he made some great saves mm-hmm. and I think Tellez had a good good debut, you know, considering yeah. it's his first Prem start and considering that he's not played football in, in a, club football in a while, I, I they're the only two players who I can say you guys did well. But everyone else, you know, Martial mm-hmm. had a terrible day as did Rashford Rashford, Martial, Bruno, everyone and I sent it, sent it to you yesterday with Rashford, I want to see him in the right wing yeah. I want to see Martial left wing I want to see Cavani in the middle and I want to see Rashford on the right I know Rashford has played, we tried him before and he hasn't been good there but mm. I don't want to hear excuses I want him to be coached, I want him to be told listen, your job from now on in that position is to put balls into the box but big man Cavani in there yeah. he'll get on the end of crosses um, if you can't cross, just link up from that right-hand side. I don't want to hear no excuses that he can't play there. He can only play here. No. So, so, do, so do you want him? Do you want to see him be a winger or an inside forward? Because um, I think that's that's one of the things we were talking about as well yesterday, where that that traditional winger, it's it's a dying breed because most of the people who play on on the wings now, especially for those big European clubs, tend to be inside forwards. They tend to cut inside and they try and do stuff like that. They do, of course. But with that being said, we have these proper players in not getting the best out of them. So if you want to get the best out of them, I personally think that is an option. Have Rashford in the right wing, put Cavani in the middle and Marcel on the left. Because Cavani, when he came on yesterday, I was actually quite surprised. Um, I thought he'd done well. Yeah. And this just a quality and in his movement, the intelligence in his movement, how he reads the game. No one else does that in our, in our, in our team. Mm. And that's... So uh, why... Go on, Jeremy, go Yeah. Chuck him in there. Your focal point number nine, and you can have Rashford as a traditional winger or in a, as an inside forward. I mean, if, if it is an inside forward, then he has even less excuses. Then he's not playing as a winger, he's just linking up with the guys um, up front with him, right? Yeah. But if he, it all depends on the system. If we're going to play a diamond, he has to do a lot of tracking back. It's as simple yeah. as that. Fair. Even in a 4 3 3, if you play 4 3 3 with uh, McTominay and Fred in midfield, then the pressure's off him. He's not tracking back as much, but he can at least be in positions where he can get a ball out wide and create something. So I just think in order for us to identify a front three, for me, that would be it. And that system would be it. Let Rashford do the creativity from the right hand side. doesn't matter how he does it. I don't want to hear this. He can only play on the left. No. Um, I think he can play there better than Martial because Martial, for me, he can link up. But when he was playing on the left, I felt he was very one-dimensional. Yeah. Myself. He can cut in and shoot. But he's better at cutting in and shooting than Rashford for me. 
I think well, Marcel actually has a picture on his head before he makes any decision, any movement. His link yeah. up play is sublime as well from a number nine position, but I just don't think that's um, enough to warrant him playing number nine. He hasn't scored a goal in the last six games, um, which as number nine for my nine is unacceptable. Let's be real. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my uh, my next question. What is wrong with Martial at the moment? Because he doesn't. He's not. He's not hit the ground running this season. He don't, I don't think he had a particularly promising international break. And at club level, I think in all competitions, he's two goals so far. You said yesterday when we did when we did round one of the, the sure. infamous recording that uh, sure. that no one will ever be able to hear, unfortunately. You said that he he's hit a peak. No, no, I didn't say he's at a peak. My, my question was, has he... So, obviously, I've been a critic of this. But last season, I felt he really stepped up. He played for the team. Um, his, his, his work off the ball and on the ball was, was amazing. His link-up player was very amazed with, uh, amazed by. And um, I thought he scored 23 goals in all competitions. So, for his standards, done very well. However, A, can he beat that? Uh, sorry, can he do that again? And B, can he beat that? Or is that his ceiling? 23 goals, no competitions. Is that his ceiling? And if that yeah. is his ceiling, then it's not good enough. You might as well put him out wide. But then, but then my, my, what I said to that, you're saying 23, 25 goals isn't enough. Yeah. But then what I say to that is if that goal scoring burden is being shared amongst the front three, let's say, for example, right? Like Let's say, for example, Rashford's getting 20 odd goals as well. Martial's yeah. getting 20-odd goals and Greenwood or Sancho or whoever the hell comes in and plays right wing, they're getting 20-odd goals. Is yeah. that then not enough because that burden is shared? It's not like the um, days of old where you had one focal point. You know, let's say, let's go back to our, our early United days when we had Van Nistelrooy as our main focal point in attack. He had yeah. to get those goals because we were reliant on him to get those goals. But if that burden yeah. is shared, is that still not good enough? I think if the burden is truly shared, then it is. But I think you can agree with me when I say the burden right now is not shared. And what mm. I mean by that is the goals that are come, the goals are coming from penalties. Yeah, aren't scoring goals from uh, from open open play. Well, the burden is being shared then by uh, by the United boys and by uh, VAR. Well, this is it. <laughs> VAR, VAR has assisted us in so many goals. You know that penalty yesterday, terrible decision. But mm. again, it's a luck that we seem to have with Oli. So I think with Martial. I don't think he's a problem per se, because like I say, he's done very well last season. But if I'm looking for goals, he is not the guy I'm relying on. Yeah. You know, I guess I, I said this yesterday as well. If you put Kane into that team instead of Marcia or, or Bamiyang or or Avadi, are they scoring more goals than him in the same system? Mm-hmm. I think they do. Yes. I think they but do. then but then I also if, if you know if it's the exact same system as is now, then I struggle to see how anyone would get that support. And that is of no slight towards a Kane or a Vardy because they're they're world class players in my opinion. Kane is a complete striker now. Mm. I think what was it the stat that I saw is he's either got seven goals and nine assists or vice versa. But either way, to be involved at, in fifteen odd goals for the team already at this point of the season, that's astounding. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's incredible numbers, right? But then my question is, if he's put into this exact team, i.e. Oli is the manager, the tactical setup or lack thereof of tactical yeah, setup, yeah. does he still get those goals? Does he still get those numbers? With Bruno behind him, yeah. Mm. I think so. I think so. I think that's key. Um, but I looked at Martial yesterday and he had, he had a few opportunities yesterday. But yeah. it seems like every time he gets the ball, he trips over the ball, or he takes an extra touch or he he's making the wrong he decisions. He show up yesterday. I think I was, no. it was, I was concerned. I mean... Rashford, I give him the benefit of the doubt because I know he, he'd had an injury in international breaks. So don't play him then. This is what I don't I'm, get, Oli. Well, don't play him. Yeah, and I'm surprised that him and Lindelof played because Lindelof, we were told, was, was right up into the wire as well. And, you know, with Lindelof, yeah. this is where this is why a big team needs depth. And why not play Why not play Twin Well, this is it. Performance is, of his life. He, he, had, he had one of the best defensive performances I've seen against PSG. And yes, he had a bit of a mare against Istanbul, but that's fine. Because football, especially the development for a young player, is not linear. It's going to be up and down. So that's absolutely yeah. fine. You need to afford players the ability to make those kind of mistakes. Why was he not given a game yesterday? Well, this is it. It just seemed like Oli's a bit scared, man, to make these big decisions. Uh, I think I, I think he is. I completely agree with you. I think I think it's 
he doesn't want to rock the boat. And I'm surprised, actually, yeah. that Pogba's been being dropped. And obviously, yesterday, he wasn't in the yeah, game. Enough, yeah, and um, um, but on the whole, it just seems that there is a real reluctance to to upset players, to to change yeah. the dynamic of anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, but this is why he went in a rant in the last, that press conference before the international break. That was a weird he's, rant, though, man. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong, I know managers complain about fixture congestion and whatnot, but... It was just a, we've never we never see Oli get angry or anything, and to for, to get angry at that of all things, it's like well, okay. <laughs> well I think done. it was just him being yeah. I think it was just uh, him being frustrated because I think a day or two before that it was a pot story that came out Manchester Evening News by a good credible source as well. Yes. Did you, did you see that? I think so. Yeah, because we, we we it was basically we're saying we we'd uh, we'd approached him, and that wasn't it. Spoken to him, yeah, yeah. So I think that would have that would have been a reason why he was pissed off, and and the whole, I guess, protecting the player nonsense is his way of saying, players, look, listen, I'm on your side. Please yeah. be my friend. <laughs> Please perform <laughs> for me. Please save my job for me. And that's what it is. He's he's living each day as it comes, rather than having a long term plan. But it's, but, it's but like, I th- I thought. The reason that the board love him so much, in addition to the fact that he never says anything bad about them, is because he has this long-term plan. Well, what, what is his long-term plan? We're two years into it. Yeah, it's Brexit FC, isn't it? Two years into it, and young, I don't see any Young progress. British talent who love the Manchester United shirt, and one thing they don't advertise is who don't want to say anything against the manager. I think that's the key yeah. thing. I think, he, I think the reason they want to get these kind of players in, and he's probably been... I wouldn't be surprised if there has been some minor bust-ups with Bruno because Bruno oh, is outspoken. And, definitely. you know, someone like Maguire, for example, who's current club captain, isn't really, is he? No, no, no. He, he sounds like he reads off a script when he talks to the media. Um, <laughs> he's a typical passion merchant. Yeah. You know, the way he talks, the way he acts, the way he's on the pitch. He had an okay game yesterday. To be fair, I have to, I have to give that to him. He had an all right game. Yeah, he was he was decent, but it's not like he got any any sort of pressure, major pressure from the West Brom players. No, do you know what I mean? It. I think all in all, it was just it was just a poor game. It was just a poor game, and I said this to you yesterday that if I didn't if I didn't have to talk about it, if I didn't, if we weren't recording this thing, I would have turned it off. I would have put an episode of The Simpsons would. on. I don't I don't want to watch this game. You know, first half in, as soon as I saw that team shirt, I was like, oh, for God's sake, it's going to be one of those games. You could tell it was going to be a, a, a sit back, soak up the pressure and try and hit them on the break kind of game. And that's oh, fine. Yeah, against... Say again? 10 minutes in, you knew what was coming. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And especially that last 30 minutes of the second half, it, I kind of just, you, you were expecting them to try and hit back and you were expecting them to probably get a goal. And to be honest, I'm quite surprised that we managed to come away with the three points because I fully thought, yeah, this is, this is going to be where they're going to, they're going to see this as a, as a point gained. And we're ultimately for us, it will be two points lost, but we seem to accept mediocrity now. And that's the thing that, yeah, yeah. that worries me after the game. Well, this is it. This is it. And the second Oli does go out and beat someone, let's say when he beat Leipzig, it was, you know, it was, it was a fantastic performance. I gave him credit for that. Yeah. But, with that being said, I felt it was made to be a bigger deal than it was. It was a group stage game. Yeah. Um, the second we do, the second Oli does something good, it's widely celebrated. And then this, when it does go on a, a poor run of form, the same guys have disappeared. They don't want to say anything, protect him, no. protect him. And then the second he gets another good result, they're back saying the same thing. Oh, sit down, Oli haters. <laughs> what is this? He's, he's Oli at the wheel. All of that, all of that kind of stuff. Forget um, the wheel. Throw the wheel away. I'm done with the wheel. I don't want Oli to be at the wheel anymore. Yeah, but you wanted this, man. This was your boy. You wanted hey, him at the club. Hey, listen, listen. You right? wanted him at the club. I'm going to ask for this. Hey, please you do not put this. this well. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Are you going to quote my blog post, man? <laughs> No, nah, listen. Why? What was the caption to Why? It was, uh, hold on. It was. No, no, no. It, no, you're completely paraphrasing <laughs> me now. I believe the title was Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and the Resurgence of Manchester United. Oh, give me strength. <laughs> listen, listen. At the t- and, I'm, and I'll say, we spoke about this, and I'll say this again, right? For me, and I think for a lot of United fans, it there, there was a romanticised idea there because it would have been amazing to see a United player, a United legend. I don't. I know you think, oh, what he scored one goal in '99, and now he's a legend. 
<laughs> but no, 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 no. it's it's that's the respect he gets. A legend yeah. in my eyes, I just feel like if you're not bringing a legend to the club, right? I was saying this yesterday to you as well. Yeah. What's the difference between Oli at the wheel versus Roy Keane? At the wheel, or Gary Neville, or Phil Steve, Neville. Bruce, Steve Bruce at the wheel, Mark Hughes. Do you know what I mean? These are all United Legends. Why don't we bring them back? What is the difference? Yeah, the difference is- exactly. It is, it is. It's all the same thing, isn't it? And I and I said yeah. to you yesterday that I, I think the run that Oli had when he came to the club, which was what thirteen games or so unbeaten, that yeah. could not be overlooked. And and I think purely because that run, he he deserved to be in with a shout. Now, I'm not saying that he deserved to become. The permanent manager but he deserved to be in with a shout that being said it should have been reviewed at the end of the season for I him just to think get as that... a as a board it's your only your you it's your sole purpose to look at things in a logical manner right giving Ollie the job wasn't logical it was emotional of course me. it wasn't logical but we also know that this board isn't logical mm. there I is there they, is, they the... caved into the pressure the of course they did. The of course they did. Maria and Ferdinand. Exactly. Ferdinand, <laughs> oh, Ollie's back at the wheel, man. Can put that contract man. out. Give, oh, give him man. a blank checkbook. No, Major don't, don't do that. And do you know what I don't get about that? Rio Ferdinand at one point was the best centre back in the world. Probably yeah. my favourite centre back, right? Oh, he was incredible. Ferdinand at his best was a delight to watch. Hundred percent. And he was in an era where you had Fergie. Obviously, yeah. he was you know for a very long time the king of the prem. You had Jose at Chelsea, Rafa at Liverpool. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was a, it was a proper period of Premier those premiers. Oh man, they they were a delight, weren't they? Hundred percent. So how does he go from that, knowing what he knows, to then get so emotional and and call Oli to be the manager of Man United? Surely uh, let's you know let's that. let's look at it this way though. Let's look at it this way. There is a lot of emotion involved, right? Whether you're you're coming at it from the perspective of, of a fan or from the perspective right. of an ex-player, right? The fact is, let's look at it this way. Let's say you and I were professional footballers somehow. I, yeah. I personally think I could have made it if I didn't get that Achilles injury in my early years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's say you and I are both professional footballers, right? We hang yeah. up our boots, we get into coaching, we get into coaching, right? And somehow you get the United job. Let's say, and your form is exactly replicating of Oli. Do you yeah. expect me as your boy, yeah, as your homie, to ever take the piss out of you in public? No, don't take the piss out of me, but don't lie. Don't go above, don't go above and beyond to, to, to lie to the public and the fans. Nah, but you, saying, want, you, want, you, want back, you want you want to back your boy, don't you? You want to say yes, so he can do it. Not you tell, you're telling me if I got the the United job, you wouldn't support me? I wouldn't wish that on you. The backlash, I wouldn't wish that on you. I think <laughs> I, would, I would tell you straight, look, mate, you, you need to go somewhere else first before you... Yeah, where, well, 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 where, do, where do you want me to go? Why can't I have the United job? You don't deserve it. <laughs> so it's, rude. It's, 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 don't Listen, deserve it. My football manager CV is bloody good, right? <laughs> no, but genuine jokes are, and I think that's and I think that's the reason why all of those old players are really reluctant to criticize Oli because I don't, I can't really. It's everyone but Oli, Roy Keane as well. It's everyone but Oli. I thought Roy Keane at this at this uh, stage would um, would almost break and say, you know what, fuck Oli. I'm, su- I'm surprised he's not put out a death threat for Oli yet. Oh, do, you remember when, do you remember when De Gea had that bad game and, and Keane yeah. was like, I want to punch him in the face? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was hilarious, mate. But again, it's everyone but Oli's fault, whether that's yeah. Roy Keane, whether that's Gary Neville, whether that's um, Rio Ferdinand, Paul Scholes, Giggs. I just look at these, so well, they are legends to be fair, but I look at these legends and I just think, just be honest to the fans. Yeah. You know, if you, yeah. if you don't want to cuss your boy, I get it, but don't go above and beyond and say, yeah, Oli is the man. He is the man for the job. Give him the money. That's what Gig said. Give him the money and he'll do the job. Why are you lying? Well, it's like you said, isn't it? It is a case of, oh, Oli needs a good squad. Oli needs a good coaching setup. What about if the squad and the coaching setup need a good manager? <laughs> Not just a manager, a whole coaching setup, mate. Yeah, a whole new coaching look, look at Jose, right? Obviously, it didn't work out for him as well as we wanted to United. He then left. He got the Spurs job, and rather than bringing back his old coaching guys who were clearly not working out or whatever, yeah, he learned from those mistakes and he brought in a new guy and some other new guys as well. Yeah, and now his number two is uh, I've watched the number two a lot and I watched the documentary as well, and it seems like he's he's a proper number two, mate. Mm-hmm. Young, new ideas, fresh, uh, fresh tactics, um, and I, I think they just work very well together as a as a as a puzzle. I mean that's the yeah. word he uses quite a lot, but just an example as to 
why the coaching setup is important. The manager alone isn't it. There, need, there needs to be a, a, a hunger and a desire from the coaching yeah. setup. And one of the kind of feelings that I have from this existing setup is more of a case of everyone's happy to be there because it's Man United. Feeling's happy oh, yeah. to be back because he spent so much of his of his playing career and his coaching he's career. He's chilling. At the time. He's mocking it. He's getting paid. You know, the, he's the, walking around the Man United tracksuit. Exactly. <laughs> he's happy, the, getting man. those Man United garms. He's happy. This is it. Like getting loads of likes on Twitter and stuff because he's a Man United um, coaching, <laughs> a coaching and the coaching staff. He's, he's getting, getting a social media clout. Well, this is it. And when Oli does get the sack and he finally fucking leaves, um, mm. I'm talking about feeling here. Yeah. Where's he going to go next? He could retire. Well, here's another I, question. Go on. Here's another question. We've spoken about this before, but let me ask mm. you now again. Um, and there's a few months later. If Oli leaves, we'll get, he'll get the sack at some point. It's inevitable. Yeah. Where does he go? Does he get another job in the Premier League? I, you know what, and I think we, I think we mentioned this in, in episode one as well, episode one or two. I think that he would get another job in the Prem, but I think it would be from a mid-table or maybe a lower-table club because ultimately the fact is he does still have experience of managing one of the biggest clubs in the world. And last season he finished third, and it was what the, the semis of the Europas and semis of the FA Cup, whatever. Now, obviously for us, that's not a success. That was a poor, that was a that's a poor season. Yeah. Ultimately, yes, you finish with Champions League qualification, but the fact is we can't just be accepting the bare minimum. Yeah, that's from the United perspective. But from the perspective of a club like, I don't know, Brighton. Give me your name. Uh, Come on, man. Brighton's coach. Have you seen the way they play football? I don't know they're not winning many games, but have you seen how well coached they are? I'm I'm saying as an example, in terms of those those lower level clubs, right? Those those smaller clubs. Those kind of clubs... Why wouldn't they take a, a punt? I'll tell you why, because yes, we got to the semi-final, but look at the players that we've had. Yeah. Well, you're telling me he's gonna go to um, Newcastle and get the best out of John Joe Shelby. He's gonna get the best out of Joe Linton. Long Sean Longstaff, all of these men. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get the best he'll get the boss the best at the Longstaff brothers if he plays against United. Oh uh, mate, he would yeah, they'll get they fucking score against us every fucking time. <laughs> score mate. a hat trick of absolute screamers. Literally, mate. But yeah, I can't see that if I'm honest. I can see him. I used to think championship, right? I thought championship might be his level, but then I thought to be a championship manager, you have to be well organized, well drilled. He that's something that he doesn't possess as a as a manager, as a coach. Mm. He doesn't have that. You know, the likes of let's say Burnley, Sean Dyche. Look at the profile of the manager. You know how difficult it is to play against Burnley. Can he yeah. drill his team in that way? He's done it a couple of times. He's done it against PSG and Leipzig in twice in two weeks or twice, yeah, twice in the space of um, seven, eight days, whatever it was. And that was amazing to see. Mm. But it's not often we're able to do that. When we do soak up the pressure, hit people on the counter, I guess you could look at it in a sense that how effectively are we doing it? To have 11, yeah. behind, 11 men behind the ball, it's not easy to do that. But if you're able to get an early goal in the first half, you are then in, in a position to take over control, take over control of that game. And you grow within that game, right? Okay. So but I so just here, can't see gone. So where so where do you think he goes then? If you think that he's not going to get a Prem job, where do you think he goes after after United? I think back to Norway. <laughs> back to Mulder. I mean honest, man, I'd go back to Norway. Um wow. that's for me his level. You know, you could argue and say, okay, cool, he's, you know... Nah, he's, do you know what? I, I've, got, I've, got, I've got to disagree with you on this. Because if David David Moyes can get a Real, a Real Sociedad job and another Prem job after the spectacular failure of his United time, why can't why can't Oli? I'll tell you why. Because David Moyes is actually a credible manager. Go look at his um, time at Everton. Just because he had a blunder at United doesn't mean he's a bad manager. Obviously, yeah, he's not a manager for us. But you can't compare Moyes, who used to do... He was he was the man. Is the reason why Fergie um, appointed him. He did do bits at Everton. Okay? I mean, um... you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean. So you he's not a Oli. dickhead. That's the reason why he got the United <laughs> job. <laughs> you're comparing Oli against a, a manager of pedigree. Again, I'm not saying he was the right manager for us. I was pissed off when we when we got Moyes, but he's a manager who has a decent profile. Oli doesn't. Let's be real now. Mad, mad. So for me, he goes back to Norway or. Maybe the Portuguese league, yeah. Maybe the Dutch league. But I, again, think he'd, I think he'd, I think he'd do well in the Dutch league. 
for okay where's the logic behind this tell me why are you, is this is this is this emotions and hope or is this logic i think it's a it's a weaker standard league so i think he'd do better there i don't think he, he would not be good enough to be manager of a club like ajax maybe even psv but what are some of those those lower those lower clubs PSV is a big team bro yeah that's what i'm saying he wouldn't be good enough to be manager of ajax okay, or PSV. okay. okay but so. i think i think some of those you know i'm not even gonna try and pronounce any of those uh the other names but in fact let me what's what's it what's the dutch league called mate is the area de divisi uh, so, for example, who is there? FC Twenty Twent? Yeah. Is it Alkmaar? So, yeah, some it's some of those lower 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 table clubs, right? Okay. Den Haag, I think that's the club that uh, Pardew was manager of. <laughs> yeah. I think I yeah, think I he think could so, go yeah. to those kind of clubs. I think he could do something. Based on better. what though? Based on what evidence? What What do you think complements him in those clubs? <sighs> Bro, I can't. I can't just. Come on, man! Think... You can't just. Get, you can't just make these statements and not back it up. I, I absolutely can. <laughs> no, you can't. I, it's, just, I, again, it's just emotions talking. It's, it's not emotion because oh, if it was emotion, well. yeah, of course I want him to do well. I want. It, of course yeah, I want him hope. to do well. Again, it's just hope. I hope I to be there. Mate, listen. To quote Shawshank, right? Hope will set us free. Yeah, I'm allowed to have a bit of hope for for Ollie, and I want and I want him to do well. Heck, I still, yeah, of want, I still want him to do well at United. I don't think it's going to happen, but I still, I, I would, I'd happily eat my words if he does. So you hope that he does well at United, but you know you won't, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, think, and surely but... you're the same as well. Surely, like, you, if he, if there was a chance he could do well, surely you would support that. Hundred percent. But exactly. based on the evidence that he's provided, I see no evidence of that. Yeah, and exactly. I see but no I still... progress of that. But the, the the purpose of this question, though, right, is where where would he go after this? I still think he could get another prem job. I think it would just be at a, a, a lower stature club. I don't think I'm not going to say, oh, he needs to fucking fuck off back to Norway. <laughs> I think that's a level. It means I think... Brexit, all right. Send him back. <laughs> no, honestly, I think that's a level, and maybe a mid-table team in Portugal, or maybe a mid-table team in Spain. But again, yeah. you look at the way the Spanish play. Does he complement that sort of style? Does he? What does he bring to the table? Do you think, and... do you think he could do Serie A? No, who's Serie A again? Serie A is not a Mickey Mouse league that people think it is. It's mm. a very well drilled, well organized tactical football. There's a reason why Conte is there, Allegri was there, Mourinho Conte was there. Conte and his crackhead recruitment strategy. Crackhead recruitment. Yeah, recruitment I want to but... talk about that recruitment strategy one day. I thought like that could yeah just just to d- dissect it. Like why why did you want to sign Ashley Young? I don't Why? think that's a terrible signing, though, actually. It was more about bringing people back from their dead, like Victor Moses and trying to sign Alonso and these sorts of signings. They brought Vidal back. And then he wants to get rid of uh, Milan Skriniar. He wants to get rid of Ericsson. Ericsson he just bought in Jan. Um, I don't think Ericsson last was, a, was a him signing. I think Ericsson was a sporting director signing. I don't think he, I don't think he wants him. Yeah, though. maybe, maybe. But he doesn't fit into a, a wing-back system, a five mm. or three or four, what's it called, a three in the back or five in the back system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no space for a 10 there unless he plays deep or out wide. Yeah. And he can't play out wide in a yeah, wing back. So, hmm. yeah. I hear that. Well, we'll, 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 di- we'll dive into that one another day. Let's not get uh, sidetracked for the time being. Right, Saif, let's let's move on. Let's let's finish up this West Brom post match, which really we, we did that about 20 minutes ago. I think we stopped talking about the West yeah. Brom game. But for me, in fact, gone. Question for you. What are the three positives that you can take from that game? I would say Tellers. Yeah. Uh, Breath Refresher. Mm-hmm. Um, Cavani. Yeah. I really like this off the ball movement. He's ball, he's moving on the ball as well. His intelligence. Um, I remember a couple, of time, a couple of times he's got a ball. He came out of the box, got the ball, spreaded it, and then went back into the box. Yeah. That's where you want it for me, number nine, man. And he's good ta- a good target man player. And I think we've really struggled with that a good target man for you. Yeah, but he can link up as well. He's not just an Andy Carroll type player. Yes, he's tall and physical, but that doesn't mean he's Carroll. Uh, he's an Andy Carroll or Peter Crouch where you launch the ball to him and he holds it and waits for the wingers. It's not like that. Yeah. He can link up with the players. His movement off the ball is amazing. The way he creates space for the for the forwards, for the other forwards, is um, is, is very nice to see. Obviously, I want to see more of it. Yeah, and I hope he's I hope he's a success at United because I do think he can really help the younger guys too. Yeah, but it just depends if the young younger guys want to learn from him. Um, I know Marcel got upset when he was on the shirt, uh, his number nine shirt was taken away from him and yeah. given to uh, Zlatan. So I don't know if he actually bothered to learn anything from him. Um, 
I think I, I think you'd be silly not to, you know, no matter how good you think yeah, you are. The fact is, you're a weird you, one, man. You've just got these world class players coming to your team. How can you not want to learn from them? But this is it. I just look at Marcel and just think, is he that kind of player? Does he want to be? Does he want to learn? Does he want to be told what to do? I mm-hmm. don't get that impression that he wants to. And from what I remember, there wasn't much of a relationship uh, between those two, Zlatan and Marcel, because I thought he would take him under his wing, but it's more Rashford under his wing. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what happened there, but um, again, Lukaku's number one. He was supposed to be Lukaku's done well to, for us, to be fair, um, in, in the space of two years. He done he done he done well. Um, he done as good as he could have done with the tools he was given. Yeah. And whether he was a right striker for us or not, that's another conversation. But um, yeah, let's go back to your your question though. Cavani is a second positive. Yeah. And it's nice to see the hair. Yeah. Back and forth. Come on, yeah. he made some good good saves for us. Um, he he clearly is um, confident right now, mm-hmm. and uh, the I guess with Henderson coming back has put a fire into his belly, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he put he put it, there was there was reports that he put in a lot of extra training over the summer, good. He reconnected with some of his old coaches and did that extra practice and and good. You know, I think ultimately, no matter what career you're in, you're never too old to to learn yeah. more to keep practicing. Yeah. I think yeah. De Gea's. I think he's been perhaps guilty of a of an element of complacency over the last few years. So he yeah. started this season off well. He's made some important saves in these games, and and yesterday was a continuation of that. So I think for me, I completely agree with you in those positives. De Gea, good game. Tellez, good start, and Cavani, some promising signs that might uh, might shake up the sh- shake up the the layout and the order of our of our attacking options. Yeah, yeah, true. Like I say, man, I want to see Rash from the right on the right. Marcia on the left and Cavani in the middle. Just try it. Yeah. Don't be scared. Just try it. <laughs> don't don't be scared. It's okay. Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's move on to our next section then. We're yeah. going on to slide tackle in the DMs. And slide tackle in the DMs is where we have you guys write in with some questions. Um, like we said earlier, follow us on Twitter and send in the questions there. Or if you've got myself or Saif on Instagram, I'm at Kamalius and Saif is at L underscore Bandido, I think. Yeah. 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 Send us some questions on there and we, we, we'll always love to talk about them. So let's dive in with those questions. First question is from George, George Wheeler. Shout out, George. Uh, he had a question last week as well. So big up, George, for making sure that we, we have content to talk about. Um, the question this week is, the table looks very interesting so far. Is it a case of the big teams are doing better? Uh, the big teams are doing worse, sorry. Are they having a poor start to the season? Or are the small teams doing better? So if I let you kick that one off. Yeah, I think I think the small teams are doing better. You know, the likes of Villa, um, Leicester. Leicester for me, I'd call a small team at the moment. I know they weren't yeah. playing long ago, but they're not the traditional top six. So yeah, Leicester doing well, Villa doing well. Southampton. Um, Southampton doing very well. He's a good you, start. You've Everton. got to give Southampton some absolute plaudits for how they've started this season. Um, 100%. 100%. You know, it, it remains to be seen like how they will deal with the absence of Danny Ings for a prolonged period of time. But, you know, I yeah. think they've played about him for a couple of games now and so far so good. So we'll, we'll have to see how they get on. But yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. I think the small, the, some of those smaller clubs are having a tremendous start to the season, aren't they? It's weird as well, because normally the smaller clubs rely on their fans a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And not, they've, they've not had that. So I'm just trying to understand what the correlation is. Is it because they didn't go to Europe mm. and had more time to prepare in, in, in pre-season, whereas the likes of United and City didn't? Yeah, and Liverpool kicked out quite early, didn't they, in the Champions League? So they had a, a good. I don't think they had a good preseason, but they had a longer preseason. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, COVID has had a lot of disruptions with 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 the Premier League, with football in general. So it's changed the landscape of it, hasn't it? And I think obviously, you know, we, we as much as we were giving out shout outs to to Southampton, to Villa, to Leicester, Villa, I think have done a great job in that they didn't have, they didn't change dramatically too much from from what they had last season you know they didn't do what a lot of clubs do where they they do go out to, to completely rebuild the squad after a, a, a an iffy season but yeah. yeah they're doing very well so far but we'd also be well we can't not talk about spurs can we mate amazing no mate i watched them yesterday against um, against city that's it was a statement it was a real statement that victory mate 
They've got a tough run of games coming up, coming up though, and I feel mm. I'm reluctant to call them title contenders at the moment. Um, like I said to you last week, I think they're the best of the rest in the sense that for me last week, I said Liverpool and City are the favourites, but Spurs are the best of the rest. Yeah. Now I'm thinking uh, the way they beat City and the way they just keep getting results and the fact that they can play the good football, the champagne football when it's required, yeah. grind out results when it's required, shows to me that have the full package. I do worry for them defensively because they do make mistakes. They do, um, but they have the second best defensive record in the league. They've convented... This, this, the, the, that, that, this is it. This is goals. it. And you, you look at the partnership of Toby Alderweireld and, and Dyer. On paper, that's not great. Do you know what I mean? It's not a great partnership on paper, but they've done well together this season and testament to Mourinho because he's he knows how to work a defense. Yeah, Chris Small, Chris Smalling and Phil Jones, 28 goals conceded. Mike Smalling, man, do you remember that season? 28 goals conceded. Was well, that when we finished second? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the season before that, I think it was 29 goals conceded again. Mm. Amazing record with two bombs, really. Two bombs, Smalling <laughs> and Jones, yeah, <laughs> they're not great players, are they? Do you, know what, I mean, do you know what really keeps annoying me, though? How, how is Jones still at the club? And why do I still see reports of, oh, he's, he's coming back from injury? What's he been injured <laughs> from? He's not playing so, in like, like a year. Apparently, he got himself injured during lockdown. Somehow, How? Staying at home, tripping over the know. stairs? <laughs> I don't know, mate. Game console. But <laughs> as a result of that, he obviously survived. And I'm a transfer window United. And he's most likely going to retire here. This man is finessed a living, and I, I, have, I, nothing but, I, I have nothing but respect for it. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got to love the hustle. Exactly. But, um, yeah, man, it's it's nice to see the small team do well this season, mm. and it's nice. As you know, I love Jose, so it's nice to see him doing well. Do you? Um, I didn't I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to uh, tell you why? No, you're all right. Don't worry about it. You sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'll make a thesis for you. But, yeah, it's nice to see him do well. Um, and yeah, let me just look at the table actually. Just have a little reminder. Obviously, that part of Chelsea, he seems to be getting. Yeah, they, uh, they well. seem to. They seem to have found some good steam. I'll be honest. I think Leicester will fall off again. I think we we've highlighted it yeah. before. Brendan Rodgers, so. this doesn't seem to have the ability to see it through. Whether it was that title challenge with Liverpool, whether it was last season with 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 Leicester again. You know, these guys spent the vast majority of the season in second place. How? How on earth then do they manage to fall out and finish what? Well, fifth, wasn't it? They finished fifth, man, yeah. Baffling, absolutely baffling. Yeah. So you do question again whether they'll be able to do it, but we'll, only time will tell. I think it has been a very, very intriguing start to the season, though, because some of those some of those clubs who I think will have a really big say in how things go, and I think Everton will be one of those clubs. Uh, I, I just watched their game against Fulham. Did you watch it? It was on BBC. No, I was at a food shop and actually I missed it. Uh, it was 3-2, right? Last it was 3-2, right? yeah. The, the first half was all Everton. Fulham were absolutely... They, they, they didn't know what to do. Everton were looking so good. You know, Digne, I think, is one of the best fullbacks in the league. I think he's incredible. Uh, DCL back on form. So, so glad I didn't take him out my fantasy team. I know, uh, man. I, I, nearly took, I, I nearly thought, you know what? I'm going to take minus four points. And I'm going to get Kane in as well because of the main transfer I made was I've got Grealish in. Oh, yeah. Captain Tim. Obviously, he did nothing. So, shout out <laughs> to Jack Grealish. Um, but, you know, clubs like Everton, who started off so well, uh, will they be, will they rediscover that form again? But, you know, even Leeds. Leeds have mm. slowed down a bit after that initial start. But I think they're going to have a really big say in terms of how it how it goes with the, with the, with the table, you know? You reckon? I think so. I know, I know you... You like to call Leeds or Bielsa more particularly Philosophy FC. Well, yeah, I like Bielsa. I want you to, I want I, you to elaborate on Philosophy FC. I think to have a game plan, to have a plan A, for example, is fantastic, right? Mm. What's your plan B? He doesn't seem to have a plan B. I look at him and there's a reason why. I don't want to disrespect him because I, love, I do love Bielsa. But there's a reason why he's never managed the big the big team there's a reason why he's never really won anything major yeah um you look at him and you just think he's his whole philosophy is based on playing attractive football and it's amazing to see but at the end of the day what's it for if you're not winning games not winning titles not winning trophies so, so, so why do you why do you think he has had such a big influence on some of the, the biggest managers around today pep loves him uh potch loves him why do you think that even then if he's not being that successful really mm-hmm. Why has he managed to? How has he managed to influence these 
successful. Well, Pep, let's say, out of those two, because Poch hasn't really won I think, anything. I think we got highlight is Pep was able to take the big elements off that style of football mm. and implement them and actually win things. Yeah. So that then, as a result, you then give credit to to Bielsa because he, you know, Pep was under his sort of lineage. But yeah. if let's say if Pep didn't win trophies, would you be giving that much credit to Bielsa really? Yeah. Because look at Poch. I like Poch, but he's not won anything. Mm. Champagne football, we've got to show for it. Champagne football, but no trophies. Just, just see what I'm saying. Yeah. And I do think if Poch came to United, he would do bits. However, why he hasn't won anything with that style of football? Why? Again, why? Hold on, hold is, on, hold on. You always on. ask me to bloody Harvard reference everything I say. <laughs> yeah. So why do you think if Poch came, he'd be able to do bits with United? Well, we've seen Poch getting the best out of a small couple of players, right? I suppose. Yeah, but he didn't win anything though. Let me finish. Yes, we've seen that. We've also seen him um, work with minimal budgets, right? Yeah. What, what's United's board like? Incompetent. And? Uh, yeah. Don't want to spend money, don't want to get sanctioned, don't want to get the players that we wanted. Yeah. And you need someone who's going to bring the best out of the current crop, crop players, right? Yes, yeah. Who better than Poch? He's already done do, that. He has a profile do you of that. Think He's got a track Poch, record of that. Do you think Poch will finally be able to realise the potential of one of our best young players, Jesse Lingard? Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Lingard, Lingard's best football Is he came under... Yeah, he was injured. Yeah, he's, oh, okay. he's back in training now. He's back in training. But he, um, his best football came under Jose. Actually, weirdly. it did, uh, yeah. yeah. It, uh, was it? Do you remember that Arsenal game that we watched at yours a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a he had a great game. Down to the Emirates, man. Uh, the Emirates. Mi- man him. was that was iconic. And even if he leaves yeah. United, for me, he'll always be a legend because he really Yeah, I like, like absolute, I like man. Yeah, he's a good young boy, isn't he? He's a good old young twenty-eight-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, I do, I do like him. And it's a shame that he's not. You know, he's had his issues and whatever. But I do think he can have uh, some sort of role in the team again. If Oli's a good man and manager, he'll see that and he'll bring the best out of him. He just needs to stop playing in the number 10, play him out wide. We've got a problem right wing, right? Play him yeah. out there then. He's actually, for me, he's more of a winger than a than number 10. So play mm. him out there and see what he can do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Lingard's time at United is up, personally. I don't think he'll... Uh... Fair enough, that's your opinion. <laughs> why do you, you sound so hurt? I'm, I'm not hurt. It's fair enough. That's your, I'm that's fair your enough, opinion, it is. It's your opinion, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. It's, it's cool, man. Like everyone has different different uh, opinions on the, on the club. I respect that. But for me, I just think right now he's at the club, right? Yeah. So one, I'm bring the best out of him. He's injured now, but just find a role for him, man. I'm tired of hearing, but the bench is shit. But the bench is shit. No, mm. it's not. It's not shit. You know, the bench is quite cool. Not, well, not anymore. It is not anymore. Nah, but the difference the, the difference with Agallo is Greenwood sat there. The difference with Odi and Agala there is he loves the club, doesn't he? Man's just happy he's to be there. Happy to take part, man. He's happy to take he's... part. And so you know what? It's like me at school, right? Obviously, I was I was a fat kid at school. When I got sure. picked in any of those teams, and if I was playing with a couple of the good boys who, you know, yeah. them want them ones who could make it look easy, I was just sure. happy to be in that team. Yeah. I was happy that someone picked me that I wasn't left last. Maybe that's Igalo, but the difference is Igalo's getting paid about two, three hundred K a week to do it. I was just doing it for free. I was doing it for happiness. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I hear that. Just joy, plain joy. Exactly, I love joy, and I think but, yeah, Igalo. Let's 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 actually, you know what? Let's um, let's quickly discuss Igalo. Yesterday, he was quite a focal point of our of our first mm. recording. Mm. Why? What do we do with Igalo now? I think his deal is is still is he with us until January or to the end of the season? Jan. Jan. Yeah. Do you think he'll play any games? No. No, I think he's done. Oli uh, picked him up, said how amazing he was, and then he drops him and then plays him. I don't get this guy, man. He just lies to us all the time. <laughs> so constantly just lies to us, man. I don't get it. To just be fair, you... I, I, th- I think the reason he... I, th- I think what, what I said yesterday is I think it, his contract was extended because he was genuinely seen to be a backup option. But he wasn't Cavani... getting played, bro. Yeah, but he was at least getting on the bench, right? Post lock, yeah, but what's that? It wasn't subbing him on until five minutes to go. Yeah, it was. A, it was a proper cameo impact player, but I guess the reason 
we signed Cavani essentially as a panic buy, and I I would completely disagree with anyone who says no, that was a part of our transfer strategy to mm-hmm. sign a 33-year-old striker, right? Yeah. So I think Cavani coming in has just relegated Igalo even more in the pecking order. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I think you'd rather have obviously Marcel as number number one choice in that position, then Cavani, then probably Rashford, then Greenwood, and then yeah. maybe Igalo. Yeah. And it's a shame because I do feel for him in one sense, but at the same time, what were you expecting? Exactly. And then again, mismanagement, mis, uh, misuse of funds. You can name many things, man. Why would you renew him when you're about to sign Cavani? Well, that's, that's what and I'm why saying. Would you sign Cavani, why would you sign Cavani when you already have a number nine there? Yeah. I mean, quality-wise. Quality you're basically trying to right your wrongs by yeah. bringing Cavani instead of Regalo. Quality-wise, so you, would, like... you would rather have Cavani there, wouldn't you? You wouldn't. I've struggled to find anyone who who would pick Agallo over Cavani. Surely, of course, of course, I completely agree with you. I mean, I did like I actually like like Agallo at Watford. I thought he was a decent player, but never yeah. good enough for United. And to sign him alone was was weird enough. And then to almost right the wrongs of bringing Cavani, mm. um, what a month after you extend his contract, Agallo's contract, it's just silly, man. No strategy, yeah. just vibes, just like us. <laughs> love that you know like in a film title where they somehow managed to get the film title in the film and he's yeah. like oh, hey, that's the film name that's what we've done just there so <laughs> good on you good on you all right well let's uh let's move on to our next question but the next question we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on it so we're not gonna dwell on this next question mm-hmm. and the reason we're not gonna dwell on this next question is because we're probably gonna have a dedicated episode to what we think is the actual gonna be the final table looking at the end of the season yeah but, definitely This next question is from Callum. Shout out, Callum. Uh, and his question is basically initial relegation thoughts. Who do we think is going down? So for me, West Brom, mm. Fulham and Sheffield. I'm going to put Sheffield in that pot. Yeah. Um, I think Burnley, Burnley are 20th, right? Yeah, they're 19th. So they're 19th. Sheffield are Doesn't bottom, work. Burnley above them. Yeah, I think Sean okay. Dyche has got enough Premier League know-how to be able to take yeah. them uh from the from the bowels of relegation so i think it'll be they'll be fine there but sheffield it's a classic case of second season syndrome and it's Mm. also a classic case of why did you spend a vast majority of your transfer budget on an unproven youth striker brewster yeah why and it's the same thing i said to you when when bournemouth got relegated like you know what that serves you right for buying dominic bloody Solanke for 18 mil and it's the same yeah. thing with Sheffield here. Like ultimately these clubs, yeah, when you're when you're a bigger club, yeah, when you're a United, when you're a Chelsea, when you're a City, whatever, you can buy with an eye on the future. When you're mm. someone like Sheffield or someone like Bournemouth, you need to buy someone who can do the, the business for you straight away. Someone who can instantly come in and 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 relieve that burden of goals. What what sign was it that Brewster was gonna do that? I don't think the man scored a senior goal. Not in the league, I anyway. Think, yeah, when smaller clubs buy these players from the bigger teams, I think it's just a case of let's just pay for that potential and hope for the best mm. um, kind of thing. Or they watch them in, in, the, in the academy days and scouting or whatever. But yeah, there's not much like a strategy behind it. You're just paying for potential. just hoping that this player who's come from the setup of Liverpool mm. or whatever has the capability to um, improve us. And uh, it's, sadly, uh, it doesn't always work out that way. No, it's no no strategy, just vibes. Just vibes, man. Just I had to do us. it. I had to do it. I couldn't let you do it. And I'm, I'm <laughs> do it as well. But no, I think uh, I completely agree with you on those relegation options. I think Fulham were, they looked unlucky today in that Everton game. Second half, they played much better. I think they they were very unfortunate. Have a look at the penalty miss when you get a chance. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, well. Very. It's not, it's not as bad as Lookman's penalty a couple of weeks ago, but it's very unfortunate. West Brom, I think they'll be going down as well. And Sheffield, for me, they're, they're probably the only team that I can... Uh, for me, it's a definite they are going down. They're not staying up. No doubt about it. Mm, yeah, I no, I completely agree. Yeah. People, everyone's seen through the system. Everyone loved this overlapping centre-backs business centre-backs. When, it, when it came through. But once you figure out how to play a team like that, that's it. What can they yeah. do? They have no... They, again, it's a case of no plan B, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll keep it at that, at that for now because we will dive into a full prediction of yeah, the Premier League table uh, and we'll come on to that at a later point.
but in the meantime, I think I think this is episode three wrapped up. It felt weird because obviously, Saif, we were just repeating ourselves a lot, weren't we? Compared compared to what we were yeah. recording last night, this most of this we've already spoke about, but we had yeah, to bring just... the loyal fans into it. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Too much good content to not to not do again. But um, yeah, it was weird to do again. But um, there were the same things repeated in a different manner. So that's, exactly. that's something new. Exactly. Exactly. Hopefully, episode four. It won't be the same. Hopefully episode four will be a different one because next week, well, this week coming, we might even be spoiling the fans a bit with two episodes, <laughs> won't we, Saif? Two episodes, man, yeah. Go on. What, what, what are the two episodes going to be on, mate? Uh, One on the amount of hate you have for Oli. No, one... hey, listen, listen, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone who's listened to this episode so far will know that I am a... I support what's good for the club. You, on the other hand, are just anti Oli. No, 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 no. Let's not say that. <laughs> let's not get too. Let's not get too giddy now. <laughs> let's not get too excited. <laughs> okay, okay. Nah. Obviously, I want I want the best for the club, and for me to say that, I feel Oli is not the right person to be to be there mm. because I want the best for the club. But I feel like a lot of people to have they love Oli more than they love the club in the sense that they they wanted to work out so badly for him. They're willing to compromise or hinder yeah. the, the club's reputation. That's my yeah. honest opinion. And again, yeah, we'll yeah. speak about this properly another time, but that's just my personal opinion based on what I see, whether that's on Twitter, whether that's on, whether that's on YouTube, or yeah. people that I speak, uh, speak to about the club. It's just a bit sad to see. You know, yeah. Okay, I so that. I guess I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll leave that. So, that when it comes okay. to Okay. Well, that's going to be one of the potential things we're talking about next week. Uh, we probably will definitely do at least a match reaction on the weekend. Uh, we'll be playing the next Prem game against Southampton, I believe. And I believe it's going to be next Sunday. So we'll, 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 look, we'll look to do an episode then. Yeah. Istanbul, I'm sorry, Istanbul, but six you're here, you will not <laughs> be getting a post-match reaction because I don't really want to do that. Um, so, yeah. So in the meantime, this has been episode three of Just Vibes FC. If you like it, Follow us on all the major spot, uh, major streaming platforms. Yes, please. Leave, leave a review as well. Reviews are good, aren't they, Sai? Definitely, man. If you have any requests as well, send us a DM, Instagram, Twitter, wherever it might be. Let us know what we want to talk about, and uh, we'll try our best to um, to cater. Cater, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. But in the meantime, this has been episode three of Just Survivors so of C. I've been Kamal. I've been Sai. Pleasure, guys. Till next time. Mm-hmm.